if I'm being like interviewed, uh, I really like to smoke. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. That's why I'm in the garage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's funny when I was on a uh, Mark Marin. Um, I remember I was like, dude, I was really nervous. I was like, dude, I really need to smoke in here. Yeah. I don't I don't know if you let people smoke in here, and he's like, uh, not really. And he was like, let me get you an ashtray. And then he went and got me some like like clay ashtray that he said he made in like home ec class like <laughs> yeah and i was like okay that's weird because like barack obama was just in here and now i'm just fucking smoking in your garage right well you can definitely smoke here i mean uh you know, you're outside obviously um but you know we i i have to smoke man i smoke all fucking day long yeah me too man and i always think about that uh <laughs> wolf book um this boy's life um and they talk about like uh that the, the the kid um i forget his name but leonardo dicaprio played him in the movie but uh they would used to like back in like the 50s they would grab kids hands and see if they had like a stain on their finger to know if they were smoking right right and like i definitely like get that sometimes and i like and i but i can't get it out like you can't wash it off you just have to like switch hands or like maybe quit smoking yeah right i i wash my hands a million times a day i mean mm. that has nothing to do with the virus i've always been like that <laughs> yeah so i never really had that but i know what you're saying yeah it, it's and i i always like to like um hearing about those women that like that have to have babies and then they smoke cigarettes in those big yellow dishwashing gloves <laughs> the, like that's yeah. the baby yeah i'm maybe i'll just like like us like you know like there's like cigarette extenders maybe i'll just like invent like a cigarette glove <laughs> speaking of cigarettes so you're pay how much you paying a pack over there um i mean i live in a really rural area so it's like it's about uh i, I found a place that was about around 10 bucks but i know right. in new york new york i think i was paying uh 14.25 yeah, I mean, at least here on Long Island, it's it's about ten, eleven bucks. Um, but yeah. if you go, to, you go to Manhattan, forget it, man. You're like twenty, probably twenty bucks a pack. Yeah, it's it's a <laughs> it's a real like. I mean, you know, I'm not you know saying anything like remarkable or, or new, but the tobacco industry is like pretty evil, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, we'll get you addicted to this thing, and then like it'll you know like we'll tax it really high and then like we'll tell you, you can't smoke anywhere so we'll like villainize you but we'll just keep jacking up the prices and it's just like so you feel like a piece of shit and then you're paying <laughs> for it right it, but but right. we're like just give it to me and and um you know i've made this joke a bunch of times it's like it's it's uh it's such a, a comfort and an addiction the cigarettes that if they said cigarettes were forty dollars a pack I would fucking buy a pack. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's eventually going to be like that. Give it like fucking 10 years and I guarantee you there'll be at least uh, 30 40 bucks a pack. Mhm. Uh -huh. Um I go to the I got these right here, Navajo. I go to the oh, Indian, yeah. I go to the Indian reservation out here. Now, you're not supposed to get them uh unless you are part Native American. You're not even supposed to be allowed to buy them. Wow. Uh but at the same time, you're not supposed to work there unless you're part Native American. And, Really, nobody there is so I have no idea how the whole thing works uh, it's mm -hmm. really it's a really shady place to go 
Um, yeah. It's, it, it even has signs. Like when you go in, it's like, you're, you're like leaving the United States pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's, yeah. The, the reservations, um, there, there's a movie, uh, called American dreamer with Dennis Hopper mm-hmm. is actually, um, he pulled a gun in a bar and in order to get away from the police, he crossed like the native border, like into like native land <laughs> and the police weren't allowed to go in there. Yeah. And then he was just in there, but he was like allowed to be in there because he was like homies with somebody or something. And also he was like a celebrity, but that's very true. Like there is a, it seems to me like it is like a, like a border. Um, But that's, you know, I mean, I remember being a kid and like going and buying like, you know, smoked salmon and fireworks and shit. And you were like, it it was, it was weird to see because it was like, it was almost like a, you know, uh, a, America attempted to make an apology to the natives, but then we just kind of gave them these weird ghettos, right? Which exactly, you yeah. know, yeah, it's it's like a almost like a gift and a fuck you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, what's funny too is that when you go in there, like nobody really bothers you if you go in there, just get cigarettes. You just kind of go do what you got to do and get out. Uh, but you, yeah, cops are allowed in there. They can't do anything mm-hmm. while they're in there. They like if they can literally watch a crime happen. They can't do anything about it, but they can wait, but they can wait for you outside. So I think they go in there, they circle around, and they see what's going on. And if when that person leaves, if they're buying something illicit or whatever, then they yeah. bust them outside. Um, they That's can, fun. Yeah. If you go in there and you're being fucking insane, you just have to stay. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. You'd be like, All right, I got to set up shop here, you know, until this guy yeah. shifts over at least. <laughs> Crazy dude, just like put up a fucking tent and just be like, well, I guess I live on the res now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be so. No, I get, well, essentially, like, how, where, you're living now, now in the middle of the woods, pretty much, right? Yeah, man. I don't even have a mailbox. That's crazy. Yeah, how did you get mail? Or you don't? Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't. I. I don't really want mail. I mean, no, that's I fine. Gotta, I got to get a. I can get a PO box, but okay. like, to me, I mean, it's like mail. I just get the only mail I'd really get is like, cause all this stuff I use for like music and everything is all DocuSign. So it's like, I just like hit a button and then like my signature, like just appears. Okay. So I can do all my business just on my phone and then like, you know, a phone bill that's all digital. So, um, I don't know. And my bank statements come in my email. Um, to me, when I when I lived in homes that had mailboxes, it would just be like a fucking like a you know a Bed Bath and Beyond book, you know that I <laughs> right. want. It's just it's a, a waste of trees, really. True. So, so you really don't have an option of of getting like UPS doesn't come through there or anything like that. Um. I've seen I've seen a, a an Amazon truck, but I think that just like Jeff Bezos has such a fucking like sinister like <laughs> yeah. he, he he could probably like deliver you something like like on the top of Everest with like a drone. Right. So so they're they're definitely out here, but not often. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I mean, you know, my my girl runs like a like a vintage business. And she has to ship stuff, so she goes to the little post office. But I mean, it's like 
when I say little post office, I mean, it's like the size of like a bathroom. Wow. And there's like <laughs> one in there, but that's also nice. Cause I remember going to the post office in uh, Williamsburg and it was, it looked like a fucking penitentiary and there'd be like oh, yeah. 2000 there in line, no AC. There's like flies everywhere. And it was just like, sometimes I'd walk up to the post office, I'd get in line and it'd be so hot. And I'm like, just trying to pick up a package. And, uh, I have like a panic attack and I just have to leave. Right. So I, I actually like how easy this is. Um, and uh, yesterday I went to the library here and um, I bought uh, an entire uh, series of Western novels and they were uh, a nickel each. Wow. And it's like, that's all awesome. that not really happen in other places. You know what I'm saying? So how long does it take you to just go get like a pack of cigarettes or, um, or anything like fucking gallon of milk? Um, well, that's the good thing is that there is like a little store. Oh, it's on it's a, the property. Not on the property, but it's about, I mean, the, the town, the town is really little. So it's, it's about like a three minute drive, but it's not really like a, like a, like a town. It's kind of like, uh, a, a declining kind of like mountain road and then there's like one bar one restaurant and then like a little kind of like like store you know and, yeah. and that's that's kind of it and then there's like the library there's a, a little post office and then a fire station okay so, so I mean, you got everything you need really <laughs> yeah yeah I, that's the that's the whole thing i have everything i need and like honestly too like um you know we we got like um we have like a tesla so we we can go like 45 minutes to like the bigger town and like you don't have to worry about gas but we got to go out there and like charge the car and stuff like that so like we'll go out there and there's they have like um they have like a target and stuff like that oh wow okay. so so there is a little bit of civilization and there. it's and if it's you cool. want it <laughs> yeah and it's nice too, because like <clears throat> where I am, I'm only, believe it or not, I'm only an hour and 30 minutes away from Los Angeles, which okay. is really crazy. So this is, it's basically like a vacation area, like a ski resort town. Yeah. But when, when it's like, I guess like off season, like not winter, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Because I got a couple cabins, um, you know, kind of close to mine and, but they're just, they're, they're vacant. Yeah because people just come out here to ski and stuff like that. Right. So, um, but you know, that's what I wanted. I said like, Hey man, like, um, I mean, first of all, like I, I hate LA. I hate the mayor. I think the place is, you know, the air and the homelessness and like whole like energy of it just dark to me. So I don't like it, but I do, um, I do have to go out there you know that i mean that's where i did like the last record and like and nick is uh he's out there and i'm gonna go do some stuff with him probably pretty soon um i just gotta send him stuff but i like the option of being like oh this isn't gonna take like a flight or like right. an eight hour drive it's like right. it's literally i could leave it not him and i'll be there by fucking 10 30. Right. and that's like really cool because it's like almost like an illusion because if you were to see where I was, you'd be like, man, you could like 
how could you go do anything? But it's just like kind of this like little hidden gym. Um, and I think it's, uh, it's interesting. It seems like that's what's happening with a lot of people. Like all my friends and like a lot of people in the industry I'm noticing are like moving away, like just moving to like weird places. Like even like Andrew Dost, like he, he bailed out of LA, like Rogan bailed out. Like a lot of people are leaving. Like um, my friend Kevin, who lives in a um, Greenpoint, he's moving like way upstate, like into some crazy town of like probably like I don't know, like forty people. It's like, yeah, I think it might be. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a fear of the pandemic or whatever, because I think a lot, a lot of people are kind of fucking over it. Yeah, but um, I think it just sort of triggered something in people where they go okay what what really matters sure and it's like it's not like being able to like go to a gucci store it's like you know like just be be comfortable because i think you know obviously like wherever you go there you are but i think about this i'm like what do i really need i need like a coffee machine like <laughs> a guitar it's a, it's a shower you need, you just don't need that much stuff. Um, and, um, and yeah, kind of once you realize that you're like, oh, like I can sort of be anywhere. And now that technology is so insane, it's like, um, we, we can do what we need to do like remotely. Yeah. You know, it's like, I could make a record here. Like I Absolutely. can, do a podcast with you. Like, you know, right. you can do a podcast there with somebody in Europe, which you've done. So it's like location is really irrelevant at this point. And yeah. like that, one of the, I would say, um, social media has mostly done bad. I think, I think it's really like, it's caused people to be and real like dopamine addicts and, you know, but like the one good thing it has done is that you don't need to live in Hollywood or Manhattan to be an artist and to like create content. You sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, without this option, I wouldn't even be able to do this. I mean, think about it. I, you know, this is my, first of all, this is your third time here, right? This is your, we, you did the first episode actually a month ago. Tomorrow will be a month. Oh, wow. uh, so that's pretty cool. And then the second episode was Dave. Um, you were on that too. And now we're doing something a little different here. Uh, we're doing, we're just bullshitting really, you know? Yeah. We have some funny text messaging shit that we can go through and like pictures and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but we're just, it's called Karate in the Garage, man. Cause we're just, we became like really cool friends and um, we're just, I'm trying something new, you know, because all my interviews, obviously, I write, I write them all out and things like that. I have nothing written out for this. I have a couple oh, wow. pictures. I have a couple pictures on the computer, and uh, we'll see uh, where it goes. I'm just, uh, I'm experimenting, you know. We're, I'm still a baby at this, um, and I just want to try a bunch of cool things, man. I got this guy coming on next week. Yeah. Um, he is a uh, BMX legend, man. His name is Large Ray, and uh, he knew my brother. My brother was big into. He was on Team Harrow. Uh, late 80s um and this guy large ray man he's just got a million fucking stories yeah and there was there'd be no way for him to tell them all in one episode it would be like 48 hours long 
So yep. what we're going to do is we're going to make volumes and that's kind of what we're going to do with this. Right. right. Um, just to keep the content fresh and keep like, just keep fucking trying shit until something really sticks, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, um, I, I, I always like repeat guests with the podcast. I think yeah. it's cool. Those are yeah. some of my favorite ones. Like, I think it's like Duncan Trussell. He goes on Joe Rogan like all the time. And like, it's not like, oh man, like that's boring. It's not like a rerun or whatever. It's like, you guys just get like more and more comfortable. And it's just like, I don't know. It seems better because I, I feel like the, the cool thing about podcasting is it's not really, I don't think it's necessarily like a promotional tool. Right. You know, where I said like, Oh, Hey man, I got this record coming out. All right. Peace. Like, it, like, you know, who really cares? You know, it's like, obviously you can use it as like promo, but it's more of just like, it's just a, it's just entertainment. It's like, right, right. You can eat people. Well, the promo part of it works on its own, really. Like if I'm interviewing, yeah. you know, um, like tomorrow I'm inter uh, interviewing Patrick uh, Dampier. And, um, you know, we're going to have a nice, you know, interview and talk and whatever. And, uh, but we're, we're going to talk about his album. So if you're mm -hmm. interested in him or you're just interested in listening to this, then maybe you will go out and buy that album or download it or whatever. So yeah. that's kind of cool. You know, it, it, it sells itself, you know? Yeah. If you don't want to listen to it, you don't. And that's simple as that. Um, yeah, for sure. But, you know, we, uh, it's, like I said, I'm a lot more comfortable and becoming more comfortable doing this. I've never really done this before. I did radio for a little bit. Um, but once I kind of got past that whole, like, nervousness, or, I mean, I'm still a little nervous all the time, but, like, right now I'm very comfortable because we've been talking for, like, a month or two, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, when I have somebody new on, like, I had Will Keenan on yesterday, um, and I'm a big fan of his work and, and things like that. Um, I was still, I was still a lot more comfortable, even though I didn't know him because I just, I've been practicing doing this. Um, and like I said, I'm still very early in the, in the game here, but I think we're making pretty good progress, you know? <laughs> yeah. I always wondered that it's like, it's crazy. Like when you see like, you know, like Letterman, he's literally just like next to Julia Roberts and like, he just doesn't give a shit because it's like, right. he's just so used to it. It's like, no one can shake that guy you right. know like if you're interviewing for a while it's like i mean even if like because like obviously like every interviewer ever has to be a fan of of people and that's probably like the desire because like you know don't tell me that dave letterman has never seen pretty woman of course he has right so there must it's like whoa that's julia roberts but he he like he just talks to everybody like they're just like a regular human. And I think that that's like a cool, I don't know, sort of lesson. Like, I don't know, fame is just odd. And I, I don't know the psychology behind it, but I think it's like you just see somebody uh, just in media all the time. And then when you see him in person, it's just kind of jarring or something like that. Yeah. I don't know really. Absolutely. Like what that is. And like, it's, it's like, you want someone to kind of odd. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm like immune to it, you know, like I like definitely like, I don't know. One time I got like drunk with David Beckham and I was like, like, holy shit, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I definitely have that, that same fan feeling. It's a, uh, 
it is like it's easier to break down than you think and sort of get over i i'm pretty sure right yeah i and i'm like that too man you know even talking to you at first was nerve-wracking to me because i'm a fan of you and you know obviously i still am doesn't change anything even though we know each mm -hmm. other now better um but yeah i think once you once you put down your i don't even know how to explain it like once you once you take that guard down a little bit it becomes much easier and um I'm not boasting or anything, but I did it kind of fast, you know, like I just kind of, you, you, you helped me do that. Actually. You were like, you know what? They're just people are people. Everyone is kind of the yeah. same, you know? So once you don't give a fuck, you, you just, it just works so much better. So that helped me. I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck, <laughs> but I do. I care about what yeah. I do. I care about who I talk to and I care what I talk about and I care about, you know, the person that I'm talking to, like, I don't want them to feel like I don't care about them. So it's, it's right. a weird, whatever, but I'm getting better at it. And uh, I think it's showing in, in yeah. the videos, you know? I mean, yeah, it, it is like a weird mix of like, like not caring, but like caring a lot at the same time, which right, is like right. juxtaposition, but, um, but that's sort of how it is. It's almost like, yeah, like, I don't fucking care that you're Johnny Depp. I'm not afraid of you, but, like, I respect you, and I'm going to ask you good questions. But right. I'm not going to be like, oh, I mean, I had a girl one time in a, where was it? I think it might have been, it was somewhere in Germany at some festival. And I had to just do these, like, interviews before the festivals, and I went to, like, some, like, interview tents. And there was a girl, and she was trying to interview me, and she was, like, horrified. Like, just, like, wiggling her. <laughs> You know, she was so scared right. and I like, I was like, oh no, like she probably, maybe she's like this with everybody, but maybe that, maybe she actually like, you know, really liked one of the records or I don't know why, but she was so scared and I felt really bad and I couldn't figure out how to get her out of that. Right. You know, do I like give her a pat on the leg or, or like, <laughs> do I, you know, do I do I address it? Yeah. And it started to make me feel nervous. Right. Because just the whole energy got fucking nervous. Yeah. And I was just, and I was like, uh, I don't know. I was like, she just created this like, like horrifying scenario. And I just felt so bad. And I just wanted to be like, like, hey, like, I just took a piss in the porta potty. And like, I'm going to go to a hotel alone tonight. And like, you know, I have all these things going through my head and like all these problems and like, you know, maybe my fingernails are dirty. Like I'm a, I'm a human being, right? you know, like just chill, yeah. just chill, yeah. you know, but I think that was uh, the biggest thing for me. Go ahead. I, I'm just saying it's, it's just, it's really hard to convey that to somebody like, because right. Even if you, even if I said all that to her, I don't think it would work. I think she would still remain in that space. Right. It's almost like she would have to like um, be exposed to me for like a long period of time. It's like I'm afraid of spiders, right? But not anymore because I started to like just kind of touch them and pick them up and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I think with like people that you admire or just the the weird illusion of celebrity in general it's like almost like you need exposure therapy right. because i think like you know is kim kardashian like is she nervous of kanye 
No, because she fucking mm-hmm. lives with him. Right. He's just <laughs> at her house. Right. Uh, but somebody else meets Kanye and they might actually like literally pee their pants. Yeah. I think it's exposure therapy, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, for me, yeah. and there's a big part of it too that, yeah, it's like facing your fears in a way. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like cameras in my face. I never did. Um, right. I don't like really talking into a microphone. <laughs> so yeah. for me to do this, I was like, you know what? Fuck, fuck it. Let me just do it. Um, a year ago, I probably wouldn't even be able to do this at all. Um, I just took it. I don't even have to do video. You know what I mean? It's a podcast. But I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do it, let's just do it. And yeah. I got over it really quick. Um, Mm-hmm. As far as interviewing people, there's an intimidation factor to it, I think, that maybe people are, are nervous. Um, for me, if I'm interviewing someone who's been on like fucking like Leno or Letterman or even Joe Rogan or anything like that, I'm like, wow, I have a lot to not live up to, but to like, like this person's been on these, these much bigger things than me. So mm-hmm. I, I have to kind of give them that level otherwise they're wasting their time you know what i mean so there's right. that intimidation factor for me but um listen i like to just the other day i interviewed somebody i knew you know he does tattoos uh, his name's tom yeah. um and i'm not that's exactly kind of what i'm doing here i'm not making people different levels everyone i interview is equal in my eyes because they all do yeah. something that I look up to or I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter who they are, they don't have to sell out arenas or, or be on, you know, the Tonight Show. I, I, I just want people who have something cool to offer. So I think once I eliminated that yeah. whole level thing, uh, it made everything so much easier. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know like, um, yeah, like Theo Vaughn, he's having on like a female truck driver. Mm-hmm. You know, not, she's not famous at all. Like right. there's zero fame. And I think that's, what's cool. Podcasting is you can be like, like, yo, I'll have on like, like literally like a, a, you know, someone from like one of the biggest bands in the world. And then like, I'll have on like, you know, a, a baker, you know? And I think that that's cool because everybody, yeah. everybody's got say, you know what I mean? It's like, right. obviously, obviously it's definitely like, I, I wouldn't say it was like clickbaity or for ratings or anything, but there is like a desire to talk to people who are um, successful because the, they might have more interesting stories and stuff Absolutely. like that. And, like, you know, they've like traveled and, and done stuff, but like, but yeah. And the average person's kind of like, Oh, I never left my town, but maybe their town's really interesting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, right. I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it's, I feel like my stories from when I was a child in a town of like 300 people and, you know, going to the food bank with my mother. And um, I feel like those stories are more interesting than me, you know, on a private plane flying into Istanbul. Sure. You know, it's like that, that stuff's kind of cooler, man somebody should make a podcast to where they just <laughs> talk to like the most like normal like boring people and it'd probably be like the most interesting ironically yeah like we get today we have uh, an accountant on the show you know and nothing against accountants yeah. but you know they should <laughs> only interview accountants. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh shit. So let's do. Well, I was going to say that's interesting because um, David Foster Wallace, his last book before he hung himself, is called uh, Pale King. And it's about accounting. He actually went to accounting school. And the book is supposed to be, it's just, the book is basically just about like boredom and like desperation. So, like, it's funny you say that because, yeah, an accountant is like the, the real like known like most like fucking boring job of all time <laughs> yeah i wouldn't be able to do it man you know but somebody has to do it right so i actually did it for a while did you really Weird. kind of um i i worked at cbgb's in new york okay. like the before it closed down like when like hilly was alive and all that um and um i would just have to sit in a room all day long and just like write down numbers and add them up and like yeah i was doing accounting wow. for them <laughs> um, but they wanted me to do it because i'm really i'm like really good with numbers you know what i mean that's like a my mind like does is good is good with like adding and i made like no mistakes and everything and he was he was stoked but um but yeah i did it all with like no calculator but it was a pain because it was like it wasn't just like an end at the end of the day i did like you know like the accounting for the day i was doing it like i did it from probably i don't know like 10 to 5 all i was doing from 10 in the morning to 5 p.m was just math wow and it was it was fucking insane i i felt like i was like losing my mind actually but uh <laughs> how did yeah, that how did that happen so, when did that happen after I, I left Berkeley in Boston, yeah, I don't know, packed on with my stuff, just a backpack, and I had like 20 bucks. And I just, <laughs> I took the time bus, which back then was $10. Um, apparently, they found like a bunch of heads, severed heads, like in the storage space. So then um, Greyhound like had to buy it, and there was like this big like conspiracy and police and stuff. But I don't know, that might be like urban legend. But I just went up to New York and then I got there. I had nowhere to go. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I just had like a wild hair up my ass. And I, I walked by CBGB's and I was like, oh yeah, I know that place. And I walked in and I was like, hey, I'm like pretty much homeless and have no money. I was like, are you guys hiring? And it was this girl and I remember she had pink dreadlocks and she was like, she's like, uh, yeah. Um, can you work like work right now and then she, <laughs> yeah like literally right now and she's like my friend is renting a room in astoria for 450 she's like i'll we'll pay you uh, it was under the table and she said like i forget how much i made a week whatever but she's like i'll front you your week's pay and i'll go to i'll go to the place with you and set up your room and but and then you work here is like she saved my life and, and uh, I didn't have a bed and the room was empty. So I went to a dollar store in Astoria and I bought a river raft, like a blow children's river raft. Wow. And I, I used that as a bed. And the next day I went to work and that was, that was it. So it, it she definitely like gave me like a crazy, a crazy helping hand. Cause otherwise I don't even know um, 
it, it's weird when you think about kind of like the ripple effect of things like if it weren't for that woman um who knows where i'd be right now even yeah no that's insane man um you're very resourceful by the way a river raft that's crazy um, yeah <laughs> and they were just like here you know go in the, this room and fucking add some numbers up and uh <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah well i started well what happens what happened was as i started i was like because there used to be in in the basement of cbgb's is where they kept all the t-shirts so we'd get in these orders like through fax fax machine would fax out these orders so we would just like take the take the order fold up the shirts and then write down the thing and we just have to stack them up so i started doing that but they had for some reason and i'm not trying to make a joke or anything or or whatever but they had this uh guy named Corey, who's like this really big black guy but he had like severe like uh uh i don't like almost like full-on down syndrome and they had him doing the numbers but he was like i had to go through because when they they replaced me with him um well, when they placed uh yeah me with him i looked at his stuff and he was writing stuff that weren't even like actual numbers just like shapes and stuff and i was like Oh man, <laughs> what's happening? And and they were like, yeah, it's coming out all wrong. And I'm like, yeah, because he did a triangle instead of like a five. So they were like, can you can oh, you shit. take? Those? And I was like, yeah, like I'll. Do it. <laughs> uh, but like, but yeah, me and him were homies, and then we'd like go over to like this bar called the Mars Bar. And the first time I walked into the Mars Bar, there was a dude laying on the ground and another dude was pissing on him and this guy runs up to me and he's like if you want to hang out in here you can but if you ever do me dirty i'm gonna stab you and he held up a and i was like fuck dude i mean that was alphabet city in like you know the yeah. early early 2000s it was a little it was a little crazier back right. then it was probably obviously crazier in like the 70s and 80s but yeah no it sounds pretty crazy yeah um that's fucking insane. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's. Um, I'm gonna do some pictures because how's your battery life going? <laughs> oh, it's good. It'll it'll good? warn me. Right, yeah. Cool. Uh, let's start with this one. These are parts of our our text that we have here. Um, this is this is fresh. This is from today. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for who's listening and not watching, you should be watching this one because this is crazy. Um, we got a guy. <laughs> he's got tattoos of Mr. Cool Ice, which apparently is his name or his, you know, his nickname. Um, the tattoos aren't that great, <laughs> but I'm not, listen, I'm not gonna make fun of the guy. Obviously this is what he wanted. Um, he's got ice, ice in bold black on both arms. Uh, the same thing on his hands, a skull with Mr. Cool Ice, a big chest piece. <laughs> uh mr cool ice twice actually and then hold on there's you know hopefully it opens both there we go here's the here's the back <laughs> um he have sunglasses on the back of his head he has tattooed sunglasses on the back of his head uh and once again mr cool ice uh with a skull and big big black bolts this must have taken a while actually uh yeah all the solid black and um he's at i don't know where he is he, it looks like some kind of a 
I mean, it's definitely a tattoo shop. There's like flash in the background. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know where, where, like nobody has shirts on for some reason. <laughs> uh, it looks like some kind of a competition maybe. I, I have no idea. But yeah, what, do you, it, what do you think of this, man? <laughs> I, I would definitely say that it, that looks like that's in like Moscow, Russia. Okay. Yeah. He definitely looks Russian. <laughs> he looks like he looks like he has some insecurities and that's why he had to like brand himself as like this weird like faux superhero type of guy but he also looks like he could kick my ass so yeah. i would never i would never make fun of him um i think the sunglasses on the back of the head are good because that that's like you know you can kind of like look behind you maybe i don't know if they if you know he actually if they actually work um but cool ice i maybe he puts a lot of ice like he probably puts ice in all of his drinks maybe that's where he got the nickname or maybe he's just like really cool but my my main question is like like how that would you know uh go down with like a girl like do mm. like i wonder if because because you know like women sometimes like tattoos usually like you know like uh older women that like pretend that they don't right but like i don't know man imagine like you're a girl and then that dude's like yo and then he like takes off his shirt like you'd probably like you'd probably like run out of the room or something or maybe you'd be in <laughs> well he would have to he would if he found mrs cool ice they would be fucking perfect <laughs> dude that's it dude. <laughs> um that's a relationship i like that mrs cool eyes that would be great um yeah I, listen i'm not gonna make fun of him obviously this is what he wanted to do i mean this is a very big bold decision so this is obviously he was like i want to fucking do this i don't care what anybody thinks yeah and um yeah i'm just gonna like brand myself with this um my my concern is that he really has to be like very um has to be like an angel he can't commit any crimes whatsoever there'd be no mixing this guy up with anybody else you know what i mean <laughs> like it was definitely it was definitely mr cool ice that did this to me you know yeah yeah <laughs> if he fucking if he spits on the sidewalk in like holland or something they're like who was it they're like oh it said cool ice on his arms and they're like okay we got him like yeah it's exactly not they're yeah like in a I, lineup, you know, he would be like, "Yep, yeah, that was that's him, Mr. Cool yeah, right there." It was Mr. Cool <laughs> Yeah, that that's what's. I mean, I I hear stuff a lot with tattoos, like uh, the newer like the newer branch of like MS13 and stuff. Mm. Like the elders are telling the kids, like, "Don't tattoo your faces because you know you get caught easier." So, um, so yeah, and and that's like the whole like you know yakuza where they don't have anything visible and stuff like that so if you want yeah if you want to be a criminal tattoos are a real liability yeah especially when they're like this insane um <laughs> yeah ice especially when you, you know <laughs> named a bunch of times there there's a guy that has um it's on google you, you should look at it sometime there's a like an old he and he's russian i mean these russian guys are like crazy with tattoos um but there's a guy that just has only Julia Roberts portraits all over. <laughs> he has like a hundred. Those are wow. the only tattoos he has. And they're done really bad. 
and yeah. I and I thought that like she definitely like her publicist was like, hey, there's this guy that has this, and like there's definitely just a restraining order like already, because like there's no way that like he could ever like be near her ever. Right. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. When she saw exactly when she saw that, she was like, all right. She called I mean, a lawyer and yeah, set that whole thing up for sure. Saw a guy that like just had portraits of you all over his body. You know yeah. what I mean? You keep this fucking guy away from me forever. Yeah. Yep. So, Mr. Cool Ice, man, there we go. <laughs> Insane. Uh, oh, I found this one kind of uh, inspiring, actually. <laughs> so, we got, you know, it takes 10,000 hours to master something. You know, you know that. Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. this guy uh, mastered his, his job at Walmart, man. <laughs> that is the Walmart logo. I and was wondering, I thought that was like the, the COVID like DNA thing. <laughs> no, that looks more like, um, I don't know. I can't explain what that looks like. It's like a red thing with like all the spores on it. Jesus. So this is Walmart, man. He, he, ten, he put in his 10,000 hours. And listen, I'm, listen, I'm not making fun of him. Um, you know what can good for you <laughs> is that like, I wrote like the chorus to the Macklemore song, 10,000 hours. Mm hmm. So I'm hoping that a Walmart employee didn't get inspired by me to do that. <laughs> you hope they because, didn't get inspired by you? Uh, because, well, I would hope, I, that song for me, I wasn't trying to send a message about working at Walmart. I would, I would rather he would quit Walmart and like wrote a book or something, you know? Right. That's well, crazy. I hope he's kidding. Cause that looks like that he could be joking. Yeah. There's a part of me that was like, oh, maybe it's two separate tattoos, but I don't know, man. They're pretty fucking close, you know? <laughs> oh, well, hey, man, I mean, like, Walmart, they're terrible, but I, I admit I go there sometimes. Just because, like, they have these, like, you know, just, like, off-brand, like, Crocs or, like, wool socks and just, like, yeah. just random, random bullshit that I need and it's like you can't really circumvent evil and capitalism so sometimes you just have to do it like i mean who can afford to be like oh i buy everything from like the farmer's market it's right. like right. that's what people <laughs> need to realize when they like walmart it's like you you have the financial capability to make fun of these establishments mm. and people don't have that right. so so yeah walmart's okay it's not okay but it's, you know, it's a, it's a necessary evil. Sure. I agree with that. All right. So let's do, uh, this is, we spoke about this on the Dave Leto episode and uh, now we can give like a visual to it since I'm doing this new, you know, this new uh, little screen share here. So we got, Oh my God. Yeah. So we got, I sent this to Dave and he couldn't believe it. Um, so we were, you, you guys were joking about, you know, crazy microwave buttons. That's really, you really don't need more than start, stop, and the time. But they tend to add all these crazy fucking buttons yeah. to them. I found this one online. This is nobody's that I know. Uh, I believe it's, like, not from this country either. Um, just because it says, like, M1, M2, M3. I don't know what the fuck any of that means. 
Yeah, the is that a baby? That is a baby. That's uh, I was going to get to that. Yeah, the what what the fuck would you have to do with a baby? Or I mean, it's got a diaper on, maybe like. But what, why would you put a diaper in a microwave? I, I have no fucking idea what this means. You know what I bet it is. Yeah. It it might. It's either to like heat up because sometimes people give babies like warm breast milk, right? Or baby food, okay. or they're going to they're about to commit a crime. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I'm going to go with all three of those. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's dealer's choice. Whatever you, it's like, you want to feed your baby warm milk or like smushed up peas and carrots, or do you want to kill it? Yeah. You could do. I mean, how many fucking buttons do you really need though? I mean, there's a cow, a pig, a rooster, a fish. Yeah. How many set, different settings do you really need? You know, if there's a time for the, whatever you're putting in the microwave, what, what, <laughs> What does it matter? Yeah. What what's happening in the microwave that's different in each of these buttons? <laughs> I mean, like, is it is there a different time to cook, like a cow and a chicken, like the meat? Like, right. it seems. What's the differential? I mean, it seems like. And, and but the the real interesting thing is that a microwave is not. It seems to me like it's not intended for cooking. It's intended for reheating, like at, at least it it probably like in its inception, like was meant to be like, you know, like, oh, it can cook stuff. Right. But like, you can't put like a raw chicken in a microwave and just hit the chicken button and it cooks. I mean, maybe on that one, but <laughs> I don't know, dude. To me, it's just like, yeah, you put, everything you put in the microwave to me is like two minutes. Exactly. If you go longer than that, take it out and put it in the oven. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> They should have a microwave that just has a huge fucking two on it. And just like, because <laughs> yeah. everything is fine with two. It's like popcorn, coffee, fucking reheating a meatloaf. Like it's always two minutes. Like, yeah. So that's fucking psychotic. And I don't. <laughs> Honestly, the only thing I even put in the microwave is popcorn. I don't really can't think of anything else. I'll tell my head that I put in there. It's, it's funny, man. At this new house, um, we, we just have a, like a, like a fire stove it's not it's like a gas yeah. stove and it's dude it, in, in because of the elevation up here it boils water in like two minutes three minutes tops and like i'll put something in a pan it's like it's fucking done because it's, <laughs> it's like fire and it but it doesn't have an adjustment oh shit because it's old so it's just like fucking going you just gotta time it yourself that's it yeah and it's rad though because i've cooked like you know, like a couple really nice steaks and stuff. And, um, and, and, uh, my girl was like, you're like, should we get a microwave? And I was like, I was like, no, not really. It's like, it's causing me to like eat better, you know, sure. like not Absolutely. getting like weird stuff I can microwave. And it's like, cause I mean, I'm that dude, like if I'm at the store and I see like, like a bunch of like microwavable burritos, I'm like, Oh, that sounds good. But then now I see them and I'm like, I don't really want to put that in the oven for like 30 minutes. Like, right. So it's, it's just causing me to like eat a little bit better. But um, yeah, I think that's my new thing. I'm like anti-microwave now. And it's probably because I'm mildly traumatized from all those weird buttons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, is this an onion or something? Like what the fuck is this? Like right after the fish. Um, Who knows? Pizza in the microwave sucks. I mean, oh, that sucks. That's, that's blasphemy. Um, yeah. What the fuck are these things right below the onion? Are, do they have faces or 
I just, I just don't know. Dude, it's... It, I, I you, just you know, can't tell what it even is. It looks like if, if we finally found, like, a crashed, like, like spacecraft, yeah. <laughs> that would be, like, the controls for, like, how they, like, fly around. Like, they hit baby and they, like, just shoot up or, like, they <laughs> go into, like, hyperspeed. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then these, there's these blue ones here. Do they mm -hmm. say 666 or am I fucking crazy? It looks like they do. They do, right? Yeah. That's like a weird, like, yeah, extraterrestrial satanic microwave. And then what the fuck does M do? It's just, it just says M. <laughs> Meltdown. <laughs> Ooh, fuck those, man. And I, then we got, it, what, is this a laser light show on the bottom? What the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> I bet you that thing plays music, dude. Like if you yeah. hit a button, it's playing like like EDM or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! This is crazy, man. So let's see what we got here. All right, this is this is actually my microwave. <laughs> oh shit! You can see me in the background here. Um. So this is this made Dave's list of third craziest microwave he's ever seen. Oh. Nice. So I'm actually kind of honored uh, to be even be on the list and ne number three, nevertheless. So it's a very odd microwave because it's very specific to what we needed. It, yeah. We have we don't have a lot of space between the cabinet and the stove. So uh -huh. if, if it was too, it, the other one would be too low and be too close to the stove. So we found this fucking contraption. I got to tell you, everyone's like, you know, it's so weird, it's so short, but I'm like. There's no reason for it not to, there's no reason for the extra space. I don't know what the fuck you're putting in the microwave that's this big, but this is more than sufficient. This is a normal microwave. Everything else is crazy. <laughs> a microwave could really be like this big, honestly. I mean, unless yeah, you're like, be smaller. <laughs> putting like, like corn on the cob in there, like, but standing up or something. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, you don't, you don't need that, man, unless you're like, you're putting candles in there trying to light them or something that's i think that's good it's to me that still even looks like it's too tall i agree i agree yeah i think everyone else's microwave is fucked you know yeah um, maybe maybe the new thing is that we should invent a microwave that's like really slim like maybe like the size of like a dvd player yeah. <laughs> you can only put like just like paper plates in it with a, just enough a food to yeah a little bit <laughs> well that would like cause people to like stop overeating like if like it's thanksgiving you're trying to reheat like a big mountain of food it's like no no it won't fit it's got to do that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll eat it'll, it'll help people eat less too like less portions it's portion control you know mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah man. so that night i was taking pictures of the microwave here there's um i first i thought it was something crazy going on it says bob um and we had a, yeah, that you know, is a whole joke about it, but it was just the angle that I was standing at that was changing the LED light that made it say all these crazy things. But I just caught it to per kind of say Bob, so that was cool. Um, <laughs> which was a really it was very inspirational for this this right here, which you made. Oh yeah, Ghost in the so, Machine. Ghost in the Machine, the Police album. Uh, but instead of Ghost in the Machine and the the digits they have, they have like. Um, it doesn't say anything, right? It's just like random, like messed up I, digits. Yeah, it's probably something. I don't. 
it's I I wish I knew, but I bet I bet you. I mean, they're a pretty intellectual band, like especially Stuart Copeland. Like it's probably some weird. Okay. It's probably it's probably something. Yeah, it probably means something. But now we have we. So you took the, you know, the part from the microwave that says Bob and put fish in the microwave underneath. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fucking awesome, man. This would be a great album cover. It really would. Yeah, I might use it. I'm in there, but. I would, and then I'll just change my band name to the police and then I'll have a, a big loss. <laughs> be well, fine. well, you change the title of the record so you can change the title of the band. Yeah. Um, say the, the cops or something like that. <laughs> or it would ch change the name to fuck the police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then do like whole cover album of this, you know, the original record. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool, man. I actually do. I love, uh, I, I actually do like that band a lot. I like, um, yeah. I, I used to play Walking on the Moon a lot. Um, and uh, well, it's because it's weird because Sting, he'll do like, um, his verses will be in a major key and then he'll go into a chorus in a minor key or he'll do a verse in a minor key and then go into a major key. He's like right. a really interesting songwriter. And, and also like Johnny Cash covered that song off a, uh, I think it was Mercury Rising, the I hung my head, I hung my head. Um, so, I mean, if Johnny Cash covers him, it's, you know, he's got my vote for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And speaking of covers. I don't like sex, though. He talks about that tantric sex. Yeah, he, he talks like, about it a little too often, you know? It's like, like we get it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, I don't buy it. I'm like, I'm like, maybe you're just like old and like you can't come like maybe you're not like goo you know what i'm saying it's like it's like i i could have tantric sex like if i drink too much whiskey it's like yeah <laughs> it, i don't know that that's like something to be proud of and it probably makes right. his wife feel like shit she's like fuck i can't get sting off yeah <laughs> you know it's been yeah it's been six hours already yeah <laughs> It's, yeah, it's not, he's just reframing his own, like, erectile dysfunction as, like, some sort of spiritual experience. Right. <laughs> so, speaking of covers, we were talking, we were actually talking about your EP. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, man, I want to see the cover. I know what the cover is, but I wanted you to send it over to me, because you know me. I like to, I like to fucking rhyme with fonts and stuff like that. So, yeah, you sent me this over. It's very small, but. Um, we got Jack Black, uh, yeah, in Nacho Libre, and dude, yeah. this is a really cool cover. Uh, it's fun. Just it looks exactly like me, and it's that's the that's why it makes. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, at first, I was like, oh no, like, you know, because I grew my hair and I have a mustache. I was like, okay, I look like Jim Croce, like I can deal with that. And then I saw that, like, whoops, like I fucking look like that guy. Um, and it, I don't know that that is a screen grab from a video where it's like, um, he's like, I'm alone. I get to be in bed by myself forever. It's fantastic. <laughs> but so fucking sad. And I was like, is that like a fucking video that I recorded of myself that I don't remember recording? Like, <laughs> um, I don't know, dude, if I, if I like, you know, ate a lot more and like kind of like got, chubbier i think that i would look identical to that so i think uh that could be people might just think that that was me if i released it 
So you were saying, I think you said something like, um, it was you, like if Jack Black and Chewbacca, no, fuck, I, I, I lost the text. It was so, so long ago. Oh, me and Chewbacca had a baby. It yeah. Looked like yes. And you, you were like, it's two plus two equals four. Like it's, it's, it's just math. It's, it's just simple. what it is. Simple math. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then what I did is I took that cover and come on, motherfucker. And oh, wow, it's big. And, uh, there we go. I made the um, essentially what would be the EP cover. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> it, and also like the title works with his face because that's such a like, it's not but, like he's that it's like when you're trying to like like if someone hurts your feelings and you're trying to like keep it together you're just right. like it's it's just such a i mean and, and good on jack because that's like beautiful acting i mean like that expression is just so honest <laughs> look, looks like king dreary he does he does i mean this cover man i mean the the amount of like lawsuits and trials and tribulations you'd have to go through to release this Mm-hmm. would be um taxing to say the least um but i think it'd be worth it i totally it would think it'd be, be worth it i mean <laughs> it would be, i i would love to see like a scene of like me in a courtroom like next to jack black yeah and like it but then i'm trying to claim that that photo is actually a photo of me yeah <laughs> we, you can make we can make a whole like fucking docuseries about on netflix man yeah the yeah, album will never come out, but we can have that. We can have that show, that uh, documentary. It would be like the Wilco, like Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, that like took like ten years to come out because of all the legalities. That'll yeah. just be, will just be shelved and like, you know, and then in like ten years, like it'll get leaked online or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do that. I think it's a good idea. I, I back you one hundred percent on that one. <laughs> so this is um this will be the last pick we'll bring up today um i was interested in this we, we haven't really talked about this um mm. but i figured what a better place to talk about it than here so this is recent you went out and bought a uh red rider bb gun yeah i have it right here no shit <laughs> nice yeah it's so, cool man so uh, what are you doing with it you, what are you shooting <laughs> you want to do something that's really weird is that I actually haven't even used it yet. Um, I got it because I was talking to my friend and, and I was like, man, I live like out in the middle of the woods, like with my girl. And I'm like, I'm like, there's like, there's really like no, there's actually like no police here. Right. <laughs> like literally the, the police are, I think like 40 minutes away. So I was just like, what if anything goes down? I was like, should I buy like a firearm? <laughs> and uh, my friend was, he was obviously doing like, you know, some real dark humor, but he's like, you shouldn't have a gun, man. Like you're too emotional. Like you might like, you know, off yourself or something. And I was like, it's like, yeah, you're right. You know, he was like, you should get a BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I, I should. And, um, and then it was funny. I went to the, uh, there's like a tiny hardware store in town and it was almost kismet because right above the register, I, I was buying um, a hummingbird feeder because I really love hummingbirds. Yeah. So hummingbird feeder and I looked up and I saw the red rider and, uh, you know, not to be cliche, but I was like, 
the kid from the Christmas story, I was like, mm-hmm. oh. and I just <laughs> asked my girlfriend, I was like, can I buy it? And she was like, okay. Um, so I got it. Um, yeah, I love it. I don't, I don't, um, I don't know. I, 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 I probably should like set up some like cans or something and just have fun with it. But I sort of just have it as like a weird, like, I don't know. I think that it's like, um, I, I, just, I don't know if something happened there. Okay. I like, I have like the illusion of like safety with it. I'm like, yeah, if there's like a bear, I'm going to like, you know, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. You, you'll scare something away more than, you know, trying to harm it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, like and fucking the UPS driver comes through for the first time, you start shooting at him. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I, I actually considered it with that lady that was, um, yeah, <laughs> I should just fire off a couple warning shots, like in the gravel or mm. something. <laughs> but yeah. Um, pretty cool, man. So what's, what's, um, what's tied around your wrist? You got a bag or something? On my wrist? Yeah. Or is you, are you just oh. holding a bag? I thought it was like tied around your wrist. Never mind. Oh, I think that's the hummingbird feeder. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to come back to our regular screen here. Cool. <laughs> So, um, have you a edit time this? today, man. I have yeah. to pee so bad. Will you edit this? Yeah, definitely. Oh, one second. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> ah, fuck. <laughs> Take your time, man. Take your time. All right, here. Yeah, so I didn't, that, that's a little unorthodox, but I've I've seen that on a lot of podcasts. It's a long time to sit. Oh no, it's all good, man. Um, so I didn't notice that in the background until you got up. But you have a saw and a hanger. Yeah, <laughs> what's that all about? Yeah, um, I got the saw at a uh, weird, like, kind of antique store. It was like two ninety nine, and it's really old. Um, I just think it looks cool. Us. Um, yeah, I won't use it ever. It's just sort of a decoration. <laughs> um, the hanger is, um, you, my girl does like the, the vintage business. Mm-hmm. So we sort of have like a cool like staged area. So she'll just hang whatever she's selling and take a picture. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Cause a lot of people, you know, it's like, like, let's say you could have like the coolest you know, jean jacket or something, but if you laid it on like a shitty, you know, you know, brown carpet, they right. won't buy it. Right. Put it next to cool stuff, they'll buy it. It's like, yeah, it's all about I don't know aesthetic. what they, yeah. It, yeah, it really is. I mean, that's like why, you know, stores look how they look and stuff like that. So it's a kind of a manipulation tactic, but, um, but yeah, and also the hangers like really, really old and you got to just kind of like, you got to nail it. You know, you can't just phone it in. So <laughs> we do that. And then also sometimes I like to hang like, um, like, uh, maybe if I have like a, like a black sweater or something, I'll hang it outside. Cause I like it to get like sun faded, Yeah. you know, sort of like age things like organically. So, yeah. It's got many uses. Very cool. Very cool. Um, what are you doing for the rest of the day? <laughs> um, shit dude 
Oh man, I don't know. I might, I might try to like write a song maybe. Yeah. Um, those have been coming really, really easy lately, um, which is neat. You know, I can play like any series of like three chords and just, um, my mind is just so trained uh, with melody right now for whatever reason and lyrics. So I can just sort of, a lot of times like in the last couple of days, I'll just start something and I'll write a song and I'm like, man, that's like one of my best songs. But then I just won't even finish it. Cause I'm like, it's not precious. Cause I'm like, I could just do another one. It just feels very <laughs> much like, I feel very like, like uh, honed in and like, um, and you know and i don't mean that in like some ego way but i just feel very tight with it yeah very very sure the only problem is that all my songs right now um are like definitely not pop songs they're like really sad yeah so that's the only thing where i'm like man i gotta get back into that like pop mindset a little bit sure. because i just sort of feel like i'm complaining in in key right now <laughs> um but i'll probably do that uh I know we got to go to the post office. Um, I might read one of those like Western novels I got, just kind of poke through it because they're really short. Um, so, do you, do you think that living in the woods um, is helping that with your songwriting? Yeah, yeah. Sure. There's no there's no chatter. Um, right. And I don't mean like exterior noise. I just mean um, it. It just. I, there's nothing less distraction yeah yeah i just i don't i don't i don't have a choice i mean i could sit here and look <laughs> for a while i could watch a squirrel you know um i've seen a lot of things i saw a five pack of wolves mm. i saw a bear i saw a bobcat um you know i like the hummingbirds i mean i've just been like kind of watching nature uh just sort of do its its thing naturally um but uh yeah i i'm real i'm really mellow right now um yeah just kind of like writing music and like reading books and stuff is like what i'm doing which is uh seems like it'd be boring but it really it's really not no it sounds great actually man um you writing your book still or yeah yeah definitely um i usually i i should probably get like an, on a schedule with it or something like, you know, start at like 10 in the morning and like, you know, really designate like a few hours to it. But then if I did that, I mean, I'd be done with it in like a month. It's, right. it's almost <laughs> a weird thing where like, I like to just write like, you know, two paragraphs at like one in the morning, just kind of when I just I feel like I want to. Sure. Um, but it's, uh, it's not like it's difficult, but yeah, it's weird. If I did have more of like a, if I had more of a schedule, it, it would, it would be done quicker, but it's, 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 it's odd. The book is almost like my, like my hobby. It's kind of like at night, if someone's like, Oh, I'm going to check Instagram. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to like write a paragraph. Right. It's kind of, yeah. right. That's cool. Well, listen, it's no rush. Um, I've, I've seen some of it, heard some of it. It's, it's awesome i really can't wait even if it takes years i can't wait for it to uh to make it out there thank you it probably will take you <laughs> but yeah <laughs> that's all right but what's the rush cool well shit, Listen, man, thank you so much for being here appreciate it 
Of course, brother. And yeah. we're, we're going to try to do this once a month. Yeah, let's do it. Fuck yeah. Volume two is next month, man. Probably around like Halloween or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll do a Halloween episode, man. Yeah. Christopher, Dope. thank you so much, man. All right, brother. Peace. Cool. Later, man. Later. <laughs>